We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, TGIF, happy Friday. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up show. Appreciate you all tuning in. We are live, rocking and rolling here. I see Madison, Steamer Ball Jr. What's up, man? Great to meet you yesterday. Great to meet Madison as well. Travi, Brandon Ward, Blake Seaborn, Xavier, Brendan, Gad, Chase. What's going on? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord. Head over to the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel. I see Brendan M. already commenting in there. Appreciate you, Brendan, being live, being active, being here with us today, here on this Friday. And we got a lot to get into, a lot to discuss some news dropping this morning. Of course, it's also game day as the Gamecocks get underway at Founders Park tonight. South Carolina and Missouri will get it going uh, in what should be a fantastic series, a top 25 series on the home field. Uh, also, of course, G.G. Jackson has officially now declared for the 2023 NBA draft. Would love to get your thoughts on everything. And, of course, guys, I can see Everybody extra excited today because it is the weekend or at least the start of the weekend as we go into yet another weekend. Of course, it's game day eve also for South Carolina women's basketball. Gamecocks will take on UCLA tomorrow and then on Monday we shall see what happens. But guys, before we get going, of course, we're taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Price picks. <clears throat> go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything college sports, pro sports, anything and everything you can think of. They've got it, of course, on March Madness going on. Make sure you're getting your plays in there. There's tons of different props and tons of different numbers you can get in on the action. Again, MLB opening day is next week. All kinds of stuff, guys. I think they even have golf, by the way. I know they do. I know for a fact, by the way, they also have golf. So be sure to check that out. So again, that is our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app. Go to PricePicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Bruin Nation, what's up? Justin Langford, John Edwards up in here. Brian Dean, C. Youngblood. What's going on, guys? Appreciate y'all tuning in. Really excited to chat today. Of course, the big news this morning that dropped unexpectedly. Um, he is declaring for the draft. Before we get into all that, by the way, let me say 
Thank you all so much to those who came out last night to Carolina Ale House in Columbia, South Carolina. Had an absolute blast. As you can see, guys, I am now rocking the Beamer Ball to the Moon tour shirts. We've got the box of inventory in here in the studio. These things turned out absolutely fantastic. So, guys, thank you to all those that came out last night that bought the merchandise. Of course, we've got towels. We've got koozies on hand as well. But, uh, again, thank you. Thank you all so much, and just thank you for coming out and supporting Show and Love, man. I thought we got the spring tour kicked off uh, in a great way last night. We're off to a hot start. <clears throat> the cocks are hot, and uh, sure enough, uh, we're hot as well, right? So, no, nah, it was a great start of the tour, man. I want to say thank you yet again. I'm, I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity to go out and about across the state and go to these different locations and and talk with you guys and, and give you updates on business and life and, of course, the Gamecocks and talk Gamecocks and do a little Q&A here and there, here and there. but was great to be back last night in the capital city. Got to see Brendan M. Again, Madison. Got to see Stephen Boyle Jr., uh, some others as well. So, again, guys, thank you all so much. Thank you to everybody who came out and um, saw some familiar faces, some faces I'd never seen before. And that's really the cool thing, like I mentioned before, guys. It's it's really neat to put faces to names that I see on a day-in, day-out basis and, uh, you know, just, just say thanks and give thanks and show gratitude to those that make it possible for me and us to do what we do. So thank you all so much. And you're looking forward to downtown Greenville next Thursday, but Columbia was fantastic last night and uh, appreciate those that, that showed love and support and looking forward to the rest of the tour. That being said, guys, we'll get to everything. Of course, we're taking your questions, comments, calls 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. GG Jackson has officially declared for the 2023 NBA draft. Your thoughts on that? Um, I'm not surprised in the slightest. I really didn't know what was taking so long. I mean, I thought it was inevitable, obviously, that he was going to declare for the draft. But uh, it is official in a very anticlimactic announcement where he went on his Instagram Live. And by the way, I don't think anybody in America loves Instagram Live more than Gigi Jackson. I mean, that dude just lives on Instagram Live. But anyways, went on his Instagram Live, I guess it was this morning, and uh, made the announcement that he is declaring for the NBA draft, which, guys, again, it, it's, it shouldn't be of surprise to anyone. It's, this should not be a surprise. The entire reason he reclassified was to get in on the, the collective bargaining agreement the last year of it, if you will, to get the bag, to get the money. So, and listen, I don't blame him for it. Um, he gave us what he was supposed to give us. He gave us a year. He gave us a year. We only asked him to give us a year, really. He gave us a year. And I know a lot of folks will comment and say he could have used another year of experience. Sure, but Brian, you know what? Where he would have been drafted next year, even after a good year, like when you start talk, talking dollars, when you start talking money, would he have made the same or more or even less if he waited a year? That made the decision, Brian. That made the decision. If the money wasn't an issue, maybe he does come back. But the money is an issue. It is. It is. The money is an issue. So, you know, cheers to Gigi Jackson. Wish him nothing but the best. Um, you know, it was a very interesting one year with Gigi. But he was always, as Lynn Turner points out, he was always a one and done. He was never coming back. Gigi Jackson was never coming back. Bottom line, end of story. And, uh, you know, now you wish him the best. But if you really want to know how his career went at South Carolina, I mean, of all the, you know, the win at Kentucky stands out. Don't get me wrong, it does. 
the win at Kentucky stands out, but I almost feel his Instagram live antics and, and him talking shit about the Spurs Up show stands out just as much, if not more, than anything he did on the court. And so I think that, <clears throat> I think that really, you know, that says it all when it comes to the G.G. Jackson tenure, and that's not a slight at him. It's just the way the year went. So, I mean, he was very good. He was very good. Do not get me wrong. He was very, very good. You know, I, I didn't agree with the people throughout the season that almost insinuated he wasn't a good basketball player. I, I just don't agree with that. But, um, you know, average 15.4 points per game. I think it was like 5.9 rebounds per game. For a true freshman, he was good. He was very good. Do not get it twisted. He was very good. Should he have come back? I mean, I guess that's that's for you to decide or that's for you to to discuss, if you will. Either way, guys, 843-790-3372. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I would. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. <clears throat> All the GG Jackson stuff. Do you think that uh, he made the right decision, the wrong decision? And I see a question here. Do, you, do we think he ends up like P.J. Dozier? And I think what's interesting about that is, is, I mean, would it have helped Dozier to come back for one more year? I, sure. Sure it would have. But... He succeeded, guys. P.J. Dozier is in the NBA. Like, so would it have helped him? I mean, he still got to the ultimate end goal. I, I don't know that one more year would have done much of anything for him. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I would get it if P.J. Dozier played some in the G League and had, like, one moment in the NBA and then nothing else. But P.J. Dozier is in the NBA. He's there. You know what I mean? He's there. So, I understand he's bouncing around, but do you think one more year in college would have changed P.J. Dozier's, the the trajectory of his career from fringe NBA player to all-star? Like, do you really think one more year in college would have done that? I, I just, it would have helped us tremendously. The impact would have been greater for South Carolina than it would have been for P.J. Dozier. Let's just put it that way. I really believe that. I, I I really believe that. I get what you're saying, but like, I don't think one more year in college. So when it comes to a guy like Gigi Jackson, again, Gigi had no interest being in college. None. I think it's silly that guys have to go to school for a year. I, I really do. Like, let him go straight into high school. A guy like Gigi Jackson's ready. Let him go. Why not? <clears throat> Why not? And Cinderius Thornwell thoughts. Well, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't have helped him at all, but like, I don't think all of a sudden that PJ Dozier is a an NBA All Star because he stuck around one more year. I just, I don't, I don't see it. It would have helped Frank Martin more than it helped anybody, really, truly. Um, yeah. Anyways, Madison says the GG episode is finally over. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Dave Garrick, I did not see on Google that SI was running with the headline, college coach wants to fight other coach. I did not see that. By the way, shout out to Dave. Uh, Dave, the equipment last night was incredible. Thank you so much for the help, my friend, especially the taking care of the stuff at Guitar Center with the with the, uh, with the the plugins that we needed. It, if it had not been for you, I would have gotten there and been SOL because I wouldn't have thought about that. So thank you. Thank you. Bruin Nation says Frank would have found a way to screw it up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Love it. 
Uh, anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven. And again, I, I don't know. There's a whole lot to say on the G.G. Jackson thing. I mean, it's it's you know, I, I think the only thing we can hope for at this point is that he does claim South Carolina and that he he vouches for the Gamecocks throughout his career. I mean, I, I would say this. I think he was treated very well here. I, I think G.G. Jackson was praised. I think G.G. Jackson was showered with love and complimentary, um, you know, uh, analysis throughout his time. You know, I, I certainly wasn't one that that went on record and 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 blasted him. I mean, the the only thing that happened was, you know, I thought that Lamont Paris was in the right for what he did, that the Instagram antics, whatever. And you know, Gigi Jackson showed his immaturity in that moment. He got pissed off that somebody called him out for something he did, something he said. That's fine. It's a learning lesson for him. But I mean, so that was a self inflicted thing on his part. But I mean, I, and again, it did it did not affect me for the rest of the season that. I thought Gigi Jackson was a fantastic player, and I, and I think that uh, he should have nothing but glowing reviews about his time at South Carolina. Did the, did the Gamecocks win? No, but I think Gigi was celebrated for staying home. I wonder, I, I, I do wonder, though, if he looks at it now and he was asked, does he feel like he made the right decision? I think he'd say yes. I, I'm just curious, though. You get into a mind of a kid like that, he shouldn't have any sort of slight or animosity to Carolina, but I, you know, you just never know. You never know how people's brains work. So I don't think he does, but it's just interesting. You know, I, I wonder, I bet he'll look back on it in a couple of years with much more uh, reverence than maybe he even does right now. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> I guess the big question now though, I guess the big question now, though, is this. I I just wonder, are we really going to feel the the positive the positive impact from the GG era that we hoped we would? I, I just wonder. You know what I mean? I wonder if we're going to. I mean, I think that. You know, I, I, again, I think his tenure at South Carolina was a positive. I, I think that he shouldn't, he doesn't, I sh and should not have any complaints whatsoever. But, uh, you know, you just never know, I guess. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven. Some guys really excited for the night game. Cox, Yard Cox, get it going. <clears throat> Yard Cox, get it going at Founders Park. The top 25 matchup that we all saw come in South Carolina and Mizzou at Founders. Looking forward to it. Uh, of course, Will Sanders on the bump tonight, Noah Hall tomorrow, and Jack Mahoney on Sunday. Mizzou is TBA, by the way. Mizzou is TBA. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, they are TBA on Sunday. Feels a lot like the series last weekend against the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia just, I, I mean, Georgia absolutely crumbling last night, finding a way to lose. Uh, let's see our 11.7 guys. They have dropped their predictions. They've dropped their predictions. My guy, Ben Upton, is taking Missouri to win the series. Dimitri is taking South Carolina. So, I'm going to give them some hell or give Ben some hell. Got to. I love those guys. They both picked Georgia last week. You know, Ben picking against us is like the best thing that could happen. It really is. They'll tell you that, too. They'll tell you that. Uh, let's see.
I think DraftKings has college baseball, if I do recall correctly. Here we go. College baseball betting odds. Let's see. Let's see. Is South Carolina on here? Yeah. How about this? Gamecocks are minus one and a half tonight. Over under 10 and a half runs. I love the under. Love the under. I think Will Sanders will spin the baseball well tonight. Over under 10 and a half runs. Gamecocks are minus one and a half. Minus 180 on the money line. Minus 180. I think the value would probably be taking would probably be taking Mizzou on the money line. I mean, I'm just I'm speaking purely gambling value terms here. Um, just because of what Will Sanders has done, are they able to hit him around? Um, I love the under though. I think Will Sanders will throw the baseball well. I think you're looking at like a seven to three type of ball game, six to three type of ball game, which would again effectively put you the under. I, I like the under ten and a half. I like the under ten and a half there. Um, <clears throat> let's see, Madison. What's the dust up with Oklahoma fans and Rattler? Something about claiming him. Yeah, I think he was asked. Um, I think he was asked about what are you going to do when Oklahoma fan? Here we go. Barstool Sportsbook posted this. Spencer Rattler hopes Oklahoma fans don't claim him if he goes in the first round. So, Spencer Rattler was asked if Oklahoma fans will try to claim him if he finds success in the NFL while speaking with Bussin with the boys. His answer, quote, I hope not. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's funny. That's very funny. And I'm sure their fans took... Uh, I'm sure their fans took offense to it, but who gives a damn? Whatever. <clears throat> 11.7, guys, is not anti-South Carolina. Let's go ahead and get that out there. They are not anti-Gamecocks. They make picks just like everybody else. Travis has been up and doesn't mean Jack Diddley. I hear you. I hear you, my guy. I hear you. I hear you. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. TGIF, it is a beautiful day in the city. Beautiful night for baseball tonight. I think the high in Columbia is 87 tonight, which is just crazy. Um, should be beautiful weather at first pitch. Um, let's see. It's always strange when you get a random text from a random number. I believe this is Lean Kitchen. Okay. <laughs> Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Anyways, yeah, beautiful weather this weekend. Really looking forward to it. Guys, again, thank you all so much for the love and support on the merchandise side of the business. Uh, these shirts turned out absolutely incredible. And, and I do believe that uh, at some point we will have these on the store for the masses. Right now we're keeping them exclusive to the TSUS tour. So we've got inventory. You want to come out, get yours in person. I highly suggest you do that. Uh, we're selling them for 30 bucks a pop. Towels and koozies are 5 bucks a pop. Um, so, really, really good stuff. Let's go ahead and jump to the phone lines here. Call from John Edwards. John Edwards, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's up, man? Good. So, last night was good? It was fantastic. Yeah, we had a good time. We had a really, really good time. Good. Yeah, so I'm sure you were busy last night. You weren't able to uh, – I, I know you – you know, unless Carolina's in the tournament, you don't watch it. But I did watch the tournament last night. Dude, what a freaking night. Like, Kansas State beat Michigan State in a great game. So, about the Kansas State game real quick. 
the point guard for Kansas State, Noel, hurt his ankle like in the second half. And they taped him up, and you could tell he was definitely not 100% mm-hmm. when he was out there. But I was just actually, I was telling my dad last night, we were watching the game, just putting him back out there, mm-hmm. you know, made their offense, you know, you know, putting your, you know, got, to, got their offense running the way it's supposed to. And right. he, he had 20 points, 19 assists. I'm not kidding you. I mean, it was unbelievable effort, gritty performance. I mean, what a game. And then I'm sure, well, you know, Dalton and Brandon are very happy. I'm happy as well. Tennessee lost. Yeah, FAU. How about it? Hoot, hoot. Go the Owls. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pulling, I'm picking Tennessee, but in no way am I picking, pulling for Tennessee. Does that make sense? I'm like, just because I yeah. pick a team, doesn't matter, I'm rooting for them. Yeah. So, yeah. and then, like, honestly, the, it was half and a half last night because two of the games were, no, well, Gonzaga in the second half was beat UCLA, but they were getting beat in the first half. But other than that, but Arkansas got killed by UConn. So, yeah, that was last night. But, um, yeah, dude, I saw that Gigi Jackson quote mm-hmm. news mm-hmm. this morning. I'm like, yeah, who didn't see that coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, like, yeah, again, who, who, who didn't, who didn't see that coming? Um, no, yeah, who didn't see that coming? We saw that coming when he committed. Yeah, I, I don't think it's anything so, um, where, uh, yeah, anybody should be surprised. I mean, I, I just we said it all year that uh, you know he was he was going to be a one and done guy. I'm just I'm really, I don't know. I, I was surprised how anticlimactic the announcement was that he just kind of ho hum, you know, just uh, on Instagram live, just like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm uh, I'm out, I'm declaring. So, but, I mean, it is what it is. Whatever. He he doesn't know us. I guess he doesn't know South Carolina fans or anything like that. Any much of anything. But you know, they put out a graphic after the fact. Whatever. Maybe it was all planned. I don't know. But. Uh, you know, you wish him the best, and I and I hope his, you know, he balls out. And, um, you know, I I see all the comments of people saying he's ready, he's not. I mean, guys, it does not matter. I mean, he's. It's all about projectability when it comes to the draft. That doesn't matter what sport it is, but especially the NBA. Um, it's all about projectability. It's all about how they see him panning out in the future. And again, he wanted to take advantage of the collective bargaining bargaining agreement. This was always his plan. This is why he came to South yeah. Carolina. So he was never coming back. He was he's never there. coming back. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, we knew he was leaving. It's not like one of those announcements where, you're like, oh, no, oh, like, oh, really, he's leaving. I'm like, like, if you didn't see this coming, I don't know what you're not paying attention to. Yeah, I mean, am I am I saying he's a top five, top ten big? I don't know. I don't know what teams looking for in him. I really don't. I mean, I just. I say that the sad part might be he's going to go somewhere and might not hear from him because he might be on a bad team. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have I have no I idea, man. I have genuinely me either. no idea. Me either. I don't know what teams are looking for in him, what they're seeing in him. I mean, we all know he's good. I just don't know, you know, what these teams look, you know, how do NBA teams look at him? It, it, if that makes sense. Yeah. What are they looking for? Yeah. Um, yeah, one more thing I got. Hey, dude, right before I called you, actually – it's not really. It's 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 a anti climatic announcement. The Atlanta Braves just announced Max Fried's going to start next Thursday opening day. So I mean, wasn't really surprised. Max Fried opening day. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not, that sounds about right. Obviously, yeah, that that, that's that's right. it should be that, that was the right. I say not right move, but right move's not the right word. It's the expected move. Actually, is a better way of saying it. So. 
Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, your, he's, your, he's your best guy. He's your, he's your ace. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not surprised at all. Um, yeah. Um, you know, new shortstop, second year in a row, we have a new guy in a different position. But, you know, you know, like I said, I, I told you once, you know, such Louis Dancy Swanson. But, hey, been through it before. We'll be fine. My opinion. It's a long season. We'll be fine. Don't let – I hate to say this about Dancy Swanson, but don't let the door hit you on the way out. But, no, it's, it's all love for Dansby, man. He, what, what he gave the city of Atlanta, I, th- I think I think Braves fans would be really, yeah. really misguided to have any negative emotions to Dansby Swanson. I, I think that'd be a mistake. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just look at it differently, dude. But, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to the – you know, I actually get to watch two of the games this weekend because tonight's on the – Friday, Saturday's on the network. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, it's it's awesome. It's awesome that the game is, is on the uh, – the big channel for sure. The big channel for sure. Do you think the you think the ballpark will be popping this weekend? I think Founders Park will be jumping for sure. Yeah, and then you got Shane Beamer throwing out the first pitch at Sunday's game. So Sunday. Um, no, I, I think it'll be a great crowd. I would expect. You know, I, I'd be surprised yeah. if it's not a, a pretty pretty raucous environment. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting down there in about three or four weeks. Yeah. Cool. Looking Friday forward to I'm looking sport. forward to Fort yeah. Mill also, my friend. Gonna be a good time. Definitely, yeah. So I'm like I, I wanna say something. So yeah, I'll definitely be that's actually the night you're being Fort Mill mm-hmm. is the day before I, I'm going to the game with my granddad and my dad. We're going to the Friday game. Which if everything stays on track for the rotation, that'll be Noah Hall. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I would expect I would expect it to everything so. stays on track. You'll probably see Noah Hall spend. I don't really see him. Unless it's an injury or something. I mean, like, let me say this for Will Sanders real quick, sitting on it. You know, people, you know, are saying, you know, it's not like, like you said, Will Sanders is throwing bad. It's just, I think, all the hype around him, you know, some people out there, if he doesn't throw a, I'm not going to say perfect game because he really sees those in baseball in general. But if he's, you know, not even spot on, it's, you know, he struggles. Even if, even if he throws, you know, not bad, it's, you know, I'm, I'm probably wording that wrong, but he he just hasn't been, dominant. you know, if he, he, he just he just hasn't been dominant. I mean, he's I not dominant. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't been dominant. Yeah, if he's not dominant, he hasn't been bad, but he's not. You know, people expect him to be perfect. Everything goes out there, and if he's not, so and so yeah, I'll go look at the graphic and see kind of remember if Missouri's pitching tonight, but um. All right, dude. Uh, thanks for taking the call, and uh, I'll looking forward to this weekend. Appreciate you, Don Edward. Always a pleasure to hear from you, my guy. I see you, bro. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from John Edward. Yeah, looking forward to the weekend. Going to be a really good time. I would expect, like I mentioned, Founders Park to be an electric atmosphere for college baseball this weekend. <laughs> Chase, <laughs> great call, young savage. <laughs> Ethan, uh, what do you think we rank currently in baseball in the SEC, third behind LSU in Florida? Yeah, Ethan, I mean, if, if you're going to ask me right now, where do we rank? And it's, you know, this is going to change. It's it's just inevitably going to change. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you have good weekends, you have bad weekends. The, the, the power rankings in the SEC for SEC baseball, they shuffle around a lot. But right now, yeah, I think LSU is probably at the top. I think Florida's second, and I think – yeah, I think the Gamecocks, I think you got to put them third. I mean, maybe you go Vandy three. <clears throat> maybe there's an argument there for Vandy ahead of Carolina, but I think the Gamecocks are third or fourth for sure. So definitely top top third of the conference, no doubt.
top third of the conference, no doubt. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see, Jacoby Sanders hasn't been bad, but he definitely doesn't like a first-round pick at the moment. Um, yeah, Jacob, I, I, I understand that. I understand that completely, but I also agree with Lynn Turner. The rotation's working. You're 20-2. and two. Like, you're not changing the rotation right now. You're not changing <clears throat> for the sake of changing. You're not. You're not changing for the sake of changing. Brendan says, I'm sus of Florida, Chris. They've struggled with too many midweeks for my liking. They have struggled in the midweek. So, like, I think their depth, though, is probably more of a struggle. But, like, bro, their frontline guys, are they have as much talent as anybody in, in the country. They they are – I think Florida is – and maybe, listen, maybe we're giving some bias because they're the Florida Gators and we just expect Florida to be good in baseball. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's some of that. But I, I, I think Florida is – I think Florida is for real. I think Florida is really good. Uh, we'll see them late in the year. We will see them late in the year for sure. And Florida's got a big series this weekend, man. Florida's got a really big series this weekend. They take on the Ole Miss Rebels. So this is a big one for Ole Miss, too, because, you know, Ole Miss needs to bounce back, right? They just got swept by Vanderbilt. So you got a pair of, uh, I don't want to say desperate teams. I don't think Florida's desperate, but you got a, that's a very intriguing series. That's a very, very intriguing series. Um, let's see. How about LSU and Arkansas? How about that? That game starting at what noon? Noon Central. Okay, noon central. Um Okay, so I think he messed up South Carolina, Missouri on his graphic because he's got seven o'clock. But if these times are central time, um I don't I don't know. I, these times are confusing to me. Anyways. Anyways, let's see. Yeah, how about that? LSU Arkansas getting going at one o'clock. Somebody want to cut? Somebody want to cut that on? <laughs> I should have should throw it on in the background. I don't know. That's a hell of a game, dude. Okay, one o'clock Eastern, twelve o'clock Central. He's got eleven a.m. on his graph. I think he messed up his graphic. Uh, let's see though. Vandy at Mississippi. Let's just let me get, let me pull up the SEC schedule. There's some great SEC series this weekend, dude. Let's see. Okay. <clears throat> Today's slate. One, two, three, seven. Okay. That's everybody. Uh, so we've got LSU hosting Arkansas. That's one verse five. Mississippi State hosting Vandy. That's at five o'clock Eastern. Tennessee, Texas A&M in Knoxville, 630 Eastern. We got South Carolina and Missouri, of course. Our series starts at seven o'clock tonight on the big channel. Auburn, Georgia at 7. Bama, Kentucky at 7. And then finally, Ole Miss hosting the third-ranked Florida Gators at 7.30. And again, that is an Ole Miss team that got swept by Vandy on opening weekend. So you know they need that one badly. They need that one badly. Uh, and Florida coming in 2-1 and one in conference play. So... Let's see. Mm -mm -mm -mm. 
All right, let's see. Let's get into your questions here. Yeah, John Ever, they moved it up because of weather. They moved it up because of weather. So they moved it up because of weather. Madison says, I double dog dare Gigi to call into the Daily Crow, the biggest of all dares. Yeah, I don't think you're going to hear Gigi Jackson on the uh, on the Spurs Up show anytime soon, which it's, you know, it's so interesting because these guys, a lot of them, a lot of them when they commit, right, they're big fans of my show. And they like what I do, right? Like Gigi Jackson followed right before he committed. He interacted, like he 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 thought we were cool, whatever. And um, I think what they learn and what he learned is like, listen, I'm gonna praise you when you do well, but when you need to be called out, you're gonna get called out. I don't give a damn what jersey you're wearing, the fact you wear the garnet and black. When you screw up or you suck, we're gonna say it. Like we're not gonna run and hide. Like I think a lot of these guys, these young, like the players that don't like the Spurs Up Show. The only reason they don't like us, the only reason they don't like me is because I'm not just going to stroke their ego at every turn. Like, welcome to the SEC, man. Welcome to big-time sports. Guess what? It's only going to get worse from here on out. Yeah, Chase. Then he realized I was a middle-aged man with a mullet, no doubt. That's it. That's it. That's it. So, you know... uh, and I, I didn't do anything when that, when that Instagram live, I think that severed the relationship, that Instagram live video. But again, nobody made him do that. He did that. He did that. Somebody else recorded it. Somebody else posted the video. And I reposted it. That's it. Bottom line. And I don't have an obligation to him. I don't have an obligation to the University of South Carolina men's basketball program. I don't. I'm a content man. And that video of Gigi Jackson talking shit, guess what? That was great for content. And I knew it was going to be great for content. Asking me not to post that is like asking a fish not to swim, dude. And damn it, I'm swimming upstream. Let's turn to the phone lines here. Call from Robbie Davis, Zaxby Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. If I sound a little out of breath, it's because I went around the neighborhood six times in less than an hour, okay? So if I sound right. out of breath, everything's fine. Nobody panic. I'm just out of breath, okay? I, nobody's panicking, my guy. It sounds good. Appreciate you. Yeah, what's up? But I, I'm, I'm shocked. I went around the neighborhood six times in less than an hour. I didn't start walking until about 11.30. And gotcha. I just walked in the house like two minutes ago. So I was booking it walking around the neighborhood. Anywho, to the whole criticism thing, right? If it wasn't for criticism, nobody would be motivated to get better. If somebody didn't tell me I was doing horrible at something, that would not motivate me to get better. I would just stay where I was at. Like if I was doing a podcast and I wasn't doing well and somebody told me I wasn't doing well, it would motivate me to do better. I would figure out a way to do it better. If I was playing a sport, I would figure out a way to do it better than what I was doing it. So if you can't handle criticism, maybe playing sports at a high level is not for you, and maybe you need to go to JUCO or something. Because if you can't handle it, get the hell out of the kitchen. Well said, Robbie. I, I want to know your thoughts on this G.G. Jackson thing. He's gone, not surprised, but I, I feel like for some reason you would have strong feelings on this. Am I kind of am I kind of pissed that he didn't say yes? 
Do I think we could have built around him? Yes. But he wanted to leave. Best of luck to you. Thank you for the year that you did give us, even though it it was an absolute crap show a majority of the season. Scratch that. All of the season. But I do, but I do still believe in Lamont Paris. Okay, he's he's gonna. If I was if Lamont, listen, you've got to attack the portal, my friend. Okay, attack the portal. If there's a chance to get any anybody at any position in the portal, do it. Because I'm telling you, teams with teams in any sport, if they don't use the portal, guess what? They're going to suck. Just recruiting and just recruiting players is not going to get you a championship anymore. You have got to attack the portal. And I assure you, if I was coaching at any school, it doesn't matter if it's a JUCO or what have you, I'm attacking the portal like freaking crazy, all right? I would be in that portal finding any position I needed if I was coaching in football or basketball or any other sport, okay? I would be attacking that portal 24-7 while it's open. The key word is attack. The key word is attack. And I am definitely excited for uh, tonight because I don't have to watch the game on the, on ESPN Plus tonight <laughs> on the big channel. So I don't have to use my phone mm-hmm. and have my phone die halfway through the game. <laughs> so I'll be able to watch the baseball game with no problem. But that was my ten cents on the whole. Yeah, I, I, I have, I have no ill will towards Gigi. Okay, no ill will. I mean, I guess my, I, I guess I my question would be like, why would anybody? Like, like, why would anybody? It was a very transactional relationship, as most of these things are. He gave mm-hmm. us his year, and he came to South Carolina when he didn't have to, when many probably said he shouldn't, mm-hmm. and he did anyways, and. We got I'm our year, and, and that's it. And, and that's and that's Wasn't it. originally going to go to North Carolina? Well, he, he committed there. He committed there. But I, I think the Gamecocks are always the plan. It was the firing of Frank Martin that made him second-guess it. But uh, I think he always wanted to be a Gamecock. So. Mm-hmm. But you've got – like, you've got to – and it's going to take – it's going to take a, another year probably, too, by the time – the men's basketball team gets to where it's actually bearable to watch. And like I said, I truly believe that Lamont Paris can do it. Okay. Cause I mean, for God's sakes, he did it at Chattanooga. Okay. He wasn't the head coach at Chattanooga, but that gummit, he, he, he helped build a winning, uh, somewhat of a winning program at Chattanooga. So I do truly believe that he can do it. Let Lamont cook, my friend. <clears throat> Lamont's the guy until he isn't. That's the way I look at it. He's the guy until he isn't. I mean, we we have to we have to sort of blindly trust that Lamont's the guy, and he's the guy until he isn't. So, to the moon, mm-hmm. Lamont Paris. To, to the moon, I, I'd I'd take him just getting us to, to the off the ground, much less to the damn moon. So, 
just get <laughs> just, just just get us off the ground. I think we'll, we'll you know. Yeah, just get us off the ground, and then uh, just go from there. And I definitely – I gave you my predictions for the games this weekend, right? I did. 6-2, I 6-3, and 3-2 loss, yep. Okay. I definitely have a feeling that Sanders is going to come and shove tonight. He's going to shove and show that he is one of the best pitchers in the country tonight and show Missouri that they're in for a long, long three hours if the game lasts that long. <laughs> Robbie, what do you on a complete on a complete side note, as much as I love talking baseball with you, what do you say? I, I'm reading some of the comments and somebody said that you were out of breath because Dale was whooping your ass for the last hour. What what about that? No, even if I was out of breath, Dale could not whoop my ass. <laughs> even if I was out of breath, he'd still have to earn it. And I Somebody said Robbie and Big it. Dick Dale is pay-per-view this weekend. I'd love to see it. <laughs> well, I'd love to see Put you and Dale. I'd love to see you and Dale wrestle. Whoever walks out wins. I'd love to see you huh? and Dale wrestle. <laughs> well, his definition of wrestling and my definition of wrestling how so i'm scared to ask well i'm more of a ufc guy i'm i I mean i watch wwe but i I love watching ufc so if i have to i know how to break somebody's arm (laughs) let's just leave it at that Mm. do you fight dirty no, I don't fight dirty. I just fight UFC style. So. Okay. I mean, I don't want to have to fight Dale. I don't want to fight Dale. Dale was the one that started the whole mess. Dale does like to start drama, doesn't he? You a drama? You ain't you. You don't go hunting for animals, do you, Dale? You go hunting for drama, don't you? You sound like you sound like you're a drama king, bro. Indeed. Just being honest. I'm not trying to be a butthead towards you or nothing. I'm just being honest here. I have no ill will towards you, Dale. None whatsoever. Just know that. I hope Dale's listening out there. I think he probably is. I think he is. And to be honest, to, honestly, I, 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 I'm, I, and I, I don't know if you know this about me, okay, but I do not like to fight. But if I have to, I will throw down, okay. And honestly, it's the quiet ones you need to stay away from, because those are the ones that'll beat your ass whenever you're not expecting it. The ones, like, I've learned whenever my brothers were in high school who could mm-hmm. fight and who couldn't because the guys that wouldn't talk could fight, okay? But the guys that are constantly talking trash, mm-hmm. 
and trying to get in your head, those guys cannot fight at all. So you're saying Dale isn't really about that action? No, no. Uh, very respectfully, yes, that's what I'm saying. Dale is about that talk, and he's not about that action. I'm on a, I'm on a, on, I'm, a, I'm on a have to basis. So I only fight whenever I have to. Whenever, whenever all, the, whenever all the chips have been put in, and I've tried to just de-escalate the situation, hmm. then I decide to defend myself, and then it gets up. So throwing hands is the last resort for me. Just so, just so everybody knows, I don't like to throw hands. It's only as a last resort. So. Oh, this show is unhinged. It truly is. It truly is. <laughs> show is unhinged. The show has become unhinged. I don't know who it's going to be. It you were Big Dick Dale, unhinged. but all I know is somebody's eventually going to get their ass whooped. Yeah. I, you need to tap in, Uncle Boudreaux. Huh? You. You need to tap in Uncle Boudreaux. You mean tagging in? Yeah, ta- whatever, whatever. You said <clears> tap. <throat> what I mean, dude, whatever. Tap, tag, whatever. <laughs> oh goodness. Hey, I'm just hey, I'm just picking at you now. Yeah. Remember, like all like I always say, if I don't pick at you, I don't love you. If I pick at you, I love you. I must love you because and you must love me too, because you pick at me a lot too. So I guess I guess this friendship was meant to be. <laughs> meant to be, indeed. <laughs> Robbie, I'm gonna let you go because we got a right uh, we got a call coming in For that sure. I feel like we should take following up your call. Let me just leave it at that. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, buddy. You have a great one and go Gamecocks. Talk on it. Beat Mizzou. Indeed, Robbie. I appreciate right. you, the man. Have a good one, buddy. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. Uh, I'm going to wait here for about a minute or so. We've got a call coming in that I feel like we need to take. That, uh, what a time. This show just sometimes. This show just sometimes, man, off the rails. Off the rails, unhinged type of deal. Unhinged, yeah. Yeah, that was Dale that called in. Yeah, We missed Dale's call, so I don't know if Dale can call back in. But uh, or maybe we'll have to take it after the break. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a good point, Brendan. Make saying the show was off the rails implies it was ever on the rails. Okay, we have a voicemail, but Dale, I I I need Dale to call in. Okay, here we go. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, call back in, Dale. That, something happened there. I don't know what just happened. We got like two calls at once. We got two calls at once here. I'm going to need Dale to ring it again.
Wow. Friday shenanigans indeed, my friend. Friday shenanigans indeed. Here we go. I'm gonna play I'm gonna play his voicemail in the meantime. Here we go. Man, put me on a phone call with that Robbie. Put me in. He really ain't running that mouth again. He needs to keep walking around that dang street. Get some more laps in. But Robbie, I hope you I hope you read the Bible today. Cause by goodness, you're gonna have to ask for forgiveness, man. Coming after me like that. You gonna be, you gonna look like a a bag full of marbles when I'm done with you because the dip I ain't. Uh, Dale, uh, if you want to call back in, that was the voicemail, though. My goodness, what a time. Let's go ahead and jump into our first break of the day, guys. Taking your questions, comments, calls, and more on the side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Uh, we'll jump right back into it. We got another voicemail over the break from BDD. Let's see what this is all about. Man, why do you keep sending me a voicemail, man? What in the world? I'm in here getting blasted on the interweb. I can't even defend my honor. Man, my mouth can't even hang up. I don't want this thing hang up, man. Well, hang up. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, man. BDD not knowing how to work a phone just made me very skeptical of his uh his fighting ability, his coordination. So I, I don't, I might have to, uh, I might have to side with Robbie on the uh, on the cage match. I don't know. Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven. Blake Seaborn says maybe the greatest day of all of our lives. Travis is the East Tennessee ass whooping king. Indeed. Jeez, what a time. What a time. What a time. What a time. Panic Ritter, Chris, do you think the ladies will have any issues this weekend? No, I do not. Um, I've learned Panic Ritter not to to question or to or to doubt Dawn Staley and her team. So nah, I got no worries, no, no, no concerns at all when it comes to the Lady Gamecocks. I got no concerns with Dawn Staley's squad. So Feel very confident. Very, very confident. Syracuse guard Joseph Gerard has entered the transfer portal, declaring for the 2023 NBA draft while maintaining eligibility. I mean, there are a ton of dudes in the portal. Tons. I guess I'll just ask this question, guys, in regards to you're going to go out to the portal and try to land some dudes. I just wonder, like, this really, I, I'll say this. This did feel like year zero Lamont Paris. It felt like year zero. Because I look at next year now. Chico Carter is gone. That's a significant loss. Gigi Jackson has declared for the NBA draft. That's a significant loss. Michi Johnson is, is testing the waters. I think he's back. But he's testing the waters. Do we actually believe that the Gamecocks are going to be better next year? I mean, do we really? That's what makes it like, it makes next year to me feel like year one all over again. Or that this past year was truly just year zero. Because my expectations are going to be just astronomically low yet again. And so, will you get picked to finish dead last in the preseason? Like, maybe not, but winning four to five conference games 
when you think about what you've lost, what you've brought back, I mean, unless you just bring in some game changers in the portal, I think it's going to be a very, very long season yet again for Gamecocks basketball on the men's side of things. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Dalton. Dalton, what's up, man? How are you? Hello. Um, I'm not sure Big Dick Dale <laughs> from East Tennessee is a Tennessee Volunteers fan, I but I would like I to perform. I would like to perform a song today. Yeah, go ahead. And it goes something like this: Oh, Rocky Flop, you'll always be home, sweet home to me. Good old Rocky Flop, woo! Rocky Flop, Tennessee. My favorite song Very of the good. year. Very good. Beautiful. That was beautiful. Love My that. favorite song. Yes. Yes, indeed. We, we love to celebrate amidst the misery of volunteer fans. We really do. Uh, truly. One of our favorite things. As, as Ming Mill once said, I used to dream for times like these. <laughs> Meek Mill On did the- once say that. You are correct. You are correct. So... Essentially, I wanted to say uh, the Tennessee Volunteers suck. They lost to a mid-major from Boca Raton. Uh, they're a poverty basketball program. Uh, it doesn't matter that they beat us 40 to nothing. We still have two, one more Final Four than they'll ever get. And we're just better in every way. Straight up. Yeah, you won some this money. <clears throat> you won some money last night on that, right? I did. Sure did. Tennessee collapse season always happens, Chris. One thing I've learned is that, uh, you know, death taxes and the Tennessee volunteers choking in huge situations are are the three facts of life. And uh, you just never know when it's going to happen, but it always happens. Tennessee does find a way to choke, that is for sure. They do find a way to choke, no doubt. But, uh, but yeah, I wanted to comment on sort of what I see as the future of the program for uh, men's basketball as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're losing a couple big pieces today with the announcement of uh, Gigi Jackson going to the NBA draft. Um, but, I mean, was Gigi Jackson really, like, that much did, – did he contribute to, like, us winning as many games as we did or, or what have you? Everybody sort of expected that he was a one and done. He was going to be here for one one year, and then he was going to be in the NBA. And, you know, I appreciate what he did at South Carolina, that he chose to even come here with a first-year head coach, that he wanted to be here and all that. But, you know, I I didn't think you could ever reliably build a program around him just because, you know, he was going to be gone basically just as soon as he got here. So, you know. Like I said before, I think we need some developmental players. We need some guys that have been ties 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 that have been ties. Hopefully, we can also pull. but you just don't know what you're going to get out of the portal. Um, you know, I look forward to seeing seeing what it is. But I do think Josh Gray 
and I do think uh, Michi Johnson are going to be back. Josh Gray, obviously, not exactly a, a uh, prospect that would be going to uh, the NBA, right. maybe, you know, in, in a European professional league. But the one thing I will say about Josh Gray is since Lamont Paris took over, he has been the most productive, uh, you know, big man on the team so far. And you can see vast improvement in his game. So I think having a veteran guy like that come back and sort of be a leader on the team with the departure of uh, Hayden Brown uh, is, is definitely a good thing. And then Michi Johnson, obviously, unless he gets picked late in the second round, I don't foresee that he'll be going to the NBA. So him coming back, you know, you have a uh, point guard that has experience in college and I thought we saw him get a little bit better down the stretch. So those two pieces, uh, those two pieces coming back, I think are huge. You just got to build the team around them. And then obviously we saw some good things from some of the freshmen. Zach Davis made some shots down the stretch. Um, you, you just basically need to build around your two veteran guys and Michi Johnson and uh, Josh Gray and, and hope that you can come up with a team that uh, is competitive is essentially what I'm, what I'm yeah. thinking. Well, and that's why I said, I mean, this past year really felt like year zero, and now this feels like year one because you're basically starting over with, with Gigi Jackson. Um, you know, it's expected, but, I mean, you are starting over. You know what I mean? And South Carolina is not obviously in a position to where they're reloading on McDonald's All-Americans and five stars. You know what I mean? I mean, schools like Kentucky and Duke and Kansas and them, they can, they can deal with a bunch of one-and-dones because they got more one-and-dones on the way, but – you know, for South Carolina, I, I don't know. I just – I wonder uh, – I mean, it's obviously going to be piv- pivotal for Lamont Paris in this program to hit the portal extremely hard and, and go find guys that can be immediate con- contributors because, you know, you do have some solid pieces. Uh, Michi, Josh Gray, like you mentioned, Zach Wilson. But, you know, as a whole, um, you're lacking SEC bodies. And there's just no other way to put it. You're lacking SEC bodies. We're also not talking about the fact that you lose Hayden Brown. I know he wasn't – you know, an All-American or anything, but he was solid. You know, at times he was very good. At times he was very good. So, um, you got to go out and get some some big-time impact, guys, because if you don't uh, – and I think they will, but, you know, I, I just – I don't know. I think it's going to be really tough to find – but you never know. I'll say this. You never know. Can they go out and get some some sort of under-the-radar pieces and, and put some guys in position to where, you know, maybe you can surprise and, you know, we're just looking for some sort of – progress in in year two what i'm calling year one of the mont paris so um i mean we'll see man it's it's gamecocks men's basketball is just sort of there it's in an interesting place right now i'll just say that it's in a very interesting place as we move forward through uh you know lamont's tenure if you will but we knew the beginning would be tough i mean we we knew this was going to be a thing so so in your opinion like with the lamont paris tenure do you believe that, you know, around year three we'll be able to judge whether or not he's the best long-term option or, you know, are you are you sort of giving up on him like a lot of uh, no, I mean, the I'm, fan I'm, I'm certainly not giving up on him. I, I, I mean, dude, he's he's been here one year. You know what I mean? He's been here literally one year. So, I'm not giving up on him in the slightest. I, I mean, I, I – you know, I, I we don't know right now. I don't think we know one way or the other, like, for certain. I mean, I believe in Lamont Paris, and I thought that down the stretch we did show some encouraging signs of improvement. And I thought guys like, uh, again, Michi Johnson and 
Uh, Jacoby Wright, especially. Right, let's not sleep on Jacoby. He's back next year. Uh, Josh Gray. I thought some guys developed and improved. So, you know, I, I think there were some positive signs into the season. You know, I, I think for sure year three at minimum, but I, I think he probably needs five years. I, I just think that uh, South Carolina basketball is not an overnight fix. I don't think it's one of those things where I understand you can get you can get much better very quickly in men's basketball, right? Because all it takes is a couple of guys, and there you are. But uh, I mean, listen, man, I'm 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 willing to be patient with Lamont Paris because I look at it this way, Dalton. I mean, what's the rush? What's the what's the rush with Gamecocks men's basketball? Are we really that like on that anxious, that on the edge of our seat? I mean, I, I hate to say that, but like, why not give Lamont some time? That, that's all I'm saying. You know, I think probably by year four, yeah. year five, we're really going to know. Okay, this is either going, it's either going north or south. I don't know how much gray area there's really going to be. So, um, but no, I, I'm, yeah, I'm behind I mean, Lamont. I'm behind Lamont. Other, you have seen other programs, though, like uh, let's take, for instance, K State going to the Elite Eight, right? Yeah. K-State fired their coach. They had a terrible season last year. They bring in a couple of under-the-radar pieces from the, the mid-major level um, or from other programs, you know, that weren't uh, starting players necessarily. And they turned their entire program around in the NCAA tournament, fighting to get to the Final Four. I think they got a good chance to do it. So, you know, within the, the new landscape of college basketball, I just do believe that the transfer portal is the best uh, tool to improving quickly. Granted that you can evaluate talent and determine whether or not, like, you know, some of these guys can work within your system. Because obviously, like you said, you know, we're not going to be pulling in, you know, ESPN top, top 25 players on a regular basis into this basketball program. We're going to have to go for guys that, you know, maybe shown a flash in one part of their game and that we We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we feel like we can develop into productive SEC players, right? 
um, that, that are sort of veteran players at the college level. We're looking more for good college players and less about good NBA players, right? Whereas can, the Kansas, the Dukes, the North Carolinas, they can, you know, bring as many NBA prospects as they want into their program. And it makes sense because, you know, of what their program is, right? It wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense for us to be pulling in an entire class of, you know, NBA talent level players um, until we build up a program that's sustainable and successful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Like, like what they've done at Auburn and like what, what they've done at Alabama to a certain extent. Uh, and I mean, you know, other schools have proven that they can do it. And from what I've, I've read and what I have heard people talk about, like, uh, like Kerry Rich, who's, uh, one of the, uh, staffers in the program, it seems like Lamont Paris sort of eats and, uh, sleeps and lives basketball and Mm -hmm. you know he's been successful as an assistant in other programs so I believe he is a very good evaluator of talent and I believe that he's going to try and find the right pieces this offseason so you know maybe not a postseason run this year but I do believe that we're going to at least be competing to be an above 500 level team next year in the SEC which is kind of what you want to see after you know, this abysmal, you know, level of performance this year. Yeah. Well, I'm optimistic, man. I, be- I believe in Lamont Paris, and uh, you know, I'm going to believe he's the guy until he's not. You know what I mean? So. But, yeah. Um, that I just wanted to comment on that and uh, dance on the grave of uh, the Tennessee Volunteers, as I uh, like to do. Um. You know, so so that's how why I'm having a good Friday. I love that. I love that, Dalton. No, I, I I'm uh, I'm happy as well. Go FAU. <laughs> Go. <clears throat> Go FAU. All right, man. Well, you you have a good one, and Dal- I'll talk to you later. Yeah, man. I appreciate you, Dalton. Take care. Great stuff from our friend Dalton. So LSU Arkansas is underway right now, guys. Paul Skeens, the uh, Friday night guy for LSU. He sat 100 to 101 in the first inning, up to 102 miles per hour on the fastball. Change up at 92 miles per hour. Wow. That is, uh, <clears throat> that's something. That is something. Hmm. Anyways, let's see. What did Hunter Kelly say? My guy, Eric Reese, great day to have a day. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate you tuning in, my guy. Always a pleasure. Um, Yeah, to think Paul Skeens was at Air Force last year just casually throwing 100 is crazy when you think about it. Absolutely crazy. Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. How about this? Paul Skeen's first inning, nine pitch inning, all nine were strikes. Jesus, that dude is that dude's crazy, man.
Let's see. How about Tennessee is making their fans reserve tickets for the spring game? Hmm, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, Austin Greer. Yeah, I think I actually did see that you had, uh, you got Missouri winning two of three this weekend. Okay, any reason why? Any reason why, Austin? Let's see, Brian Dean says, I don't see DK going back to wide receiver. He'll excel at running back. This move should have been done two years ago. DK is an exceptional athlete. DK was a running quarterback in high school. DK is also a larger back than Juju and has speed. You know, it'll be interesting, Brian, to see if that actually does take place. I mean, here, here's the thing. I'd like to see it because he's not hes not making a contribution at wide receiver. I, I, he's just not. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's not an every down guy. I, you know, I don't care what. I don't care what Shane Beamer has to say. I know what we've seen on the field, and I know what I heard them say last year. That, you know, we got to get him on the field. We're a better team when he's on the field. Yet, he still doesn't get on the field. You know what I mean? So, do they not just want to say he's not good enough to play all the time? Is it like they just they don't want to say that? Or what is it? So, maybe at running back, he could actually get on the field. Maybe so. Maybe at running back, he could get on the field. Austin Greer says he doesn't trust Will Sanders, and it's hard to win two straight. I'll tell you this, Austin. I will be surprised if South Carolina loses two of three at home. I, I would be surprised. I would be surprised at that. I, I know Mizzou's been red hot. I know Mizzou's been red hot. I, I just, I'd be surprised if you lost two of three at home. That's all I'm saying, so. Anyways, um, let's see. How about this? I didn't know this. Clem Sucks will play Georgia five out of the next 11 seasons. So that game's going to be much, much, much more often. Justin Langford says, DK has to be on the field. Oscar says, hope I'm wrong, but I still have PTSD from the last two years. Hey, Austin, I, I, I get it. Listen, I get it, man. I get it. I just, I'll be surprised if this weekend, I, if we lose on the home field, I'd be surprised. I'll, I'll just say that. Also, Austin, Mizzou is TBA on Sunday. I, I think, again, you enter another weekend. You enter another weekend where your pitching depth, most definitely, you have the advantage. You have the advantage pitching depth-wise. So, I would not be surprised tonight if you don't see Sanders, Sanders, Hicks, Veach. Those three guys get the baseball. Would not be surprised because if you, if you got a chance, obviously, to lock down a game one, you go to your best. I think James Hicks at this point is going to be your first arm out of the pin. I think he's going to be your first arm out of the pin. So, which, why not? He's been absolutely dominant this season. Guys, that being said, let's go ahead and jump into another break. On the side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843 
That is 843-790-3377 here on this Friday. TGIF. I was just thinking, guys, time flies again when you're having fun. It's crazy. These weeks doing the Daily Crow, it's like you blink, I feel like, and it's Friday. That's because of the, uh, you know, how much fun I have doing it, how much I love doing it. It's all because of you guys, again, tuning in, making this thing wildly entertaining, providing the banter, providing the commentary. So thank you so much. I'm really excited. You just saw the final slide, by the way. Um, the TSUS Spring Tour rolls on. I want to say thank you all so much to everybody who came out last night in Columbia. It was great to be back in the capital city. Had an absolute blast. It was a great way to get the tour underway. Uh, that being said, next Thursday, we'll be out downtown Greenville. And what's going to be really cool about that, it's effectively going to serve as a watch party, a tour date, a tour stop, a meet and greet, Merch and a watch party as the Gamecocks will take on Mississippi State next Thursday night on SEC Network, right on the big channel, 7 o'clock. So going to be a lot of fun, guys. I'll have all the details. Probably going to post the graphic uh, either tomorrow or Sunday. Either tomorrow or Sunday, I will post the graphic and let you guys know all the details, everything going on. But it'll get going at 6 o'clock. First pitch will be... At 7, and uh, looking forward to it, man. Going to be a ton of fun. Uh, in the meantime, guys, let's go ahead and get your questions, get back into it. Eric Reese says, in my opinion, DK is good at a lot of positions, but he's not great at one. The dude isn't productive at wide receiver. He doesn't check the boxes at quarterback, but I'm excited to see what he brings to the running back position. Eric, I think that's a great way to phrase it. And it's not being negative or it's not being a hater, if you will. It's just the reality, right? Um you know, they can say whatever they want about how good Dak is, but if he's so good, why hadn't he played? I mean, he just hasn't played. He's gotten in there on some gadget plays and stuff like that, special teams, but, you know, maybe that's why it's worked so well. Heck, I don't know. I'm Again, I'm just – this is just my observation from, like, last season. You know, people say he needs to be on the field more. He needs to be on the field more. Maybe the reason he works so well is because he's not on the field a lot. Maybe the reason he's so effective is because he's such a change of pace and he catches a defense off guard. Maybe if he was out there every single snap, he wouldn't be nearly as effective. Again, that, that's just that's just my take and analysis on how they've been utilizing him. And so when I had my takes and opinions on on Joyner, why he wasn't more involved, why he wasn't on the field, that's the point that I was making. I don't know that he's really good enough, at least on this football team, to be on the field every snap at wide receiver. Certainly every snap at quarterback. Or every snap even at wide receiver, or excuse me, running back. But it is, it is the way they are using him, right, in situations, the way they use him situationally that maybe makes him so effective. So I think when you look at Dak Joyner's role on the football team, I think that's probably how they'll continue to utilize him. I, I don't think he's going to be an every-down running back, guys. I'd be shocked. I'd be very surprised if that were the case. Would I love to see it? Would I love to see that work out? I mean, sure. But realistically, I think it'll be another situation where he's used in spot situations and... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see it. We'll see if they utilize him more than that. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. But that's kind of my my where how I see him being used at this point. Such a polarizing figure, though. Such a polarizing figure. 
Ruination says, this TSUS Starcade pay-per-view going to be excellent. Big Dick Dale against Robbie. The winner gets Rebecca and a rooster. John versus Austin versus Skyland triple threat. Love that. <laughs> cage matches. All the cage matches. Love it. Absolutely love it. Great stuff. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Kentucky's Pro Day right now is live on SEC Network. For anyone who gives a damn. How about that? For anybody who gives a damn. Will Levis throwing a football around. And Gad said, by the way, the loser fights Ritter of uh, of Bruin Nation's proposed. <laughs> That's hysterical. That is absolutely hysterical. Hmm. Anyways, guys, uh, big news today: GG Jackson, Stephen Brawl Jr. It's sponsored by Zaxby's Cage Match, sponsored by Zaxby's. Anyways, Gigi Jackson, uh, not surprised at all, declares for the NBA draft. And there's some that will argue that South Carolina was was better when he wasn't on the floor. I, I don't know that I'd go that far, but there's some that would say that. There's some that would say that. How about it? Guys, Gamecocks, Mizzou, get going tonight. When you look at the numbers, uh, Missouri hitting 300 as a team. Numbers that stand out, they got 29 home runs. Carolina's got 56. Uh, they've stolen 28 bases. South Carolina the same. <clears throat> a 3-4-4 ERA, so solid. Hitters hitting just 187. Against them, just 187. 217 strikeouts in the year. Carolina's got 220. Uh, they have a 975 fielding percentage. Gamecocks at 974. So, should be a great series. 7 o'clock tonight, 4 o'clock Saturday, and then noon on Sunday. Friday and Sunday on SEC Network. Guys, isn't it crazy to think next week is April? Like, next week we get into April. I'm, I'm telling you, folks, time flies. I mean, the fact that we've played... 22 games already is crazy. We've played 22 games. Uh, let's see. Chase Floyd, yeah, you should make a, uh, a TSUS listener fight bracket. God. I've thought about making a, 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 a TSUS or, or a TDC caller March Madness type of deal. Wouldn't that be funny? We'll have, we'll have the Zaxby's region... We'll have the East Tennessee region. We'll have the, who else? What what else? What other regions? We'll have the, uh, I don't know. There's some others. I'm sure I could come up with others. That would be very funny. Bruin Nation, why is Michi testing the waters? He ain't getting drafted. I, I mean, I get it. Bruin Nation, I get it. If you can test the waters and come back to school, like, why not? Maybe, 
you know, could, could I argue Bruin Nation, it could help you in the sense of like getting an idea of like where you stand, what you need to improve on. I mean, maybe they get feedback like that. I mean, if you can get that feedback, why not? I, I get it. Per front office sports, Christian McCaffrey is selling his penthouse in downtown Charlotte for $3.75 million, a potential city record per square foot. How about that? Good God. $3.75 million for... penthouse wow that's crazy <laughs> that's uh that's pretty wild that's some serious cash folks that is some serious cash that's up my yeah the city that's up my alley i i, I don't know that uh brewing nation i'm not quite there uh yeah i'm moving into mccaffrey's uh in, in McCaffrey's penthouse. Yeah, I I wondered. Now I'm curious, like what um what does it look like? Here we go. This is architecturaldigest.com. The condo is near B of A. It would break an area record if it fetches the asking price. I mean, it, it is it is beautiful, no doubt. It is beautiful, no doubt. Um, let's see. You ready, guys? Three and a half baths, 3,813 square feet. Two roughly 200 square foot terraces. Oh, uh, let's see. Comes with furnishings. God, you'd hope for four million. Um. McCaffrey said, to me, this penthouse was more than a home. It allowed me to feel a part of the city I love so much every time I look out the window. You can't find a better layout for a condo anywhere in Charlotte. It's a home with so much character. I'm excited to pass along such an amazing home to the next owner. Hmm. It's on the 22nd floor. Interesting. Although unconfirmed, listing history implies that McCaffrey maintains a $7.5 million French Chateau-inspired North Carolina mansion that also broke a record. Dude, McCaffrey out here balling, dog. <laughs> McCaffrey's out here balling. <laughs> I give it to him. I give it to him. McCaffrey's out here. I mean, why not? You, you're getting hundreds of millions. Why not? Or like money, money just, when, when you're making that kind of money, you know, I heard somebody say this one time. I heard somebody say this one time. Um, Like when you have that kind of money, like everything is free. Money doesn't exist anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds crazy to some people, but like money does not exist anymore. Like you get to a certain number where it's like money, it, it literally means nothing. Like you have all the money. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're in a place to buy a $3.75 million condo and a $7 million house, you know? And Coleman, good point that he's spending it on houses rather than assets. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That lose value. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Coleman says, that feels super, super expensive for Charlotte, honestly. I, I mean, a 3,800-square-foot condo, that honestly, for Charlotte, sounds about right. Um, Bro, Charlotte's expensive, man. I, I tell you this, though. I got a lot of love for Charlotte, dude. Charlotte, Charlotte's a great place. It's, it's uh, Charlotte's very bougie. You know, my, my takeaway when I live there, it's, it's very bougie. It's very upscale. It's, it's very, very, very expensive. It's very expensive. Um, but it's a great spot, man. I mean, Charlotte, Charlotte's a great place if you're balling. I mean, as long as you're balling out, man, I wouldn't suggest anybody living in the city if you're not making at minimum six figures, like at minimum, uh, to really enjoy it, to get the most out of it. Because if you're living in uptown, you're, you're probably eating out a lot. You're doing a lot of stuff. Um, but uh, it's a great spot, man. It's a great spot. I, I get why so many people want to go there. And, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, it's a cool place. Anyways, guys, I'm not moving back to Charlotte, Blake. No, I'm not. You know, I, it's, it's interesting for me. I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm in Greenville right now, and I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I like Greenville a lot, but uh, I, I don't know that it's going to be, you know, my 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 long-term stay or destination. I don't even know if I'll stay here past when my lease ends. Um, I will be getting into a new spot. We will have a new studio in a July. There will be a new studio. I don't know exactly what the studio will look like, but there will be a new studio. Where will it be is the question. But I'm kind of like in the middle of like, I still love the, I mean, you guys know I'm high energy. I still love the hustle and bustle of the, of the city. Like, I love that. But I also love, like, I'd love living out in the, in the mountains, like in the middle of nowhere, just like peace. You know what I mean? Just having ultimate peace. So I, I like a mix though. I, I like a mix. Like, I, I, I don't think, I don't think I'd want to live in like a condo in the middle of the city, like Charlotte, like as cool. It'd be cool for a moment. But for example, like, you know, now we have dogs and I'm like, I, I'm not going down 22 floors to let a dog. I don't give a damn how nice the penthouse is. I'm not going down 22 floors to let a dog out. Like I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. That's crazy. So, let's see. Eric, Eric Reese, let's get back to your questions. At this point, through the baseball season, are we convinced the bats are here to stay? Are we convinced the bats are here to stay? You know, Eric, I, I'll tell you this. I, I, I'm convinced. <clears throat> I'm convinced that. The bats are much better than they were last year, right? They're going to be much more consistent than they were last year. But that doesn't mean we're going to score 10 runs a game in SEC play. So I think the bats, I mean, we, we still have to pitch well. We still have to play great defense. So in a game like tonight, man, welcome to Friday night in the SEC. You might have to win four to three. You might have to win three to two, right? I mean, welcome to Friday night. The best guys are going, right? That goes without saying. The best guys are going. So, we need Will Sanders to pitch the baseball well. Hey, now it's win anyway. He has an off night. Let's go win six to five. Let's go win seven to six. Let's find a way. Just win anyway. But I think the bats are 
going to be more consistent over the long haul, right? But like, for example, we're facing LSU in a couple weeks. I mean, if, if we lose that game two to nothing and Paul Skeen shoves it up our ass, can we just not hit anymore? I, I mean, you're going to face some guys. You're going to run into some buzzsaws, guys. You, you just are. And I'm not saying that we're going to lose that game or he's going to do that, but it's just going to happen. Like, th- there are really good pitchers in the SEC. There's going to be some nights where you just don't swing it. it it's just going to happen. The idea, though, or the goal is to minimize those 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 type of performances, right? I mean, the problem with Carolina last year wasn't that, you know, when we swung it well, we swung it well. But <clears throat> too often did we not swing it well. And the numbers reflected that hitting 220 in SEC play. So, you know, being more consistent, and I think we will. I really do. I think especially at home, Eric, I think we're going to swing it well at home. I do. It's a ballpark built for us. I'd be really surprised if we did not swing it well at home. Um, and that's one of the big reasons why I've got Carolina taking two of three this weekend. So I think the bats, to answer your question again, you know, we got a long way to go. We'll find out. But I'm confident in saying right now the bats are obviously much more improved from last year. I think they'll be here to stay in the sense of like it's not going to be a weekend in, weekend out thing where we're pointing to the bats as like this is why we're losing series. This is why we're losing games. I don't think that's always necessarily going to be the case. So only time will tell, certainly. But, uh, I mean, we're, we're much improved, dude. We're much improved swinging the sticks. We're much improved. Coleman Hall, do you think the Cox will make it to the College World Series or at least a Super Regional? I mean, right now, Coleman, I'd be confident in saying this team will make a Super Regional. I'd be confident in saying that. And here's the thing, Coleman. That's why I said in the preseason, if you swing it at all, because you think about it. I mean, if Carolina makes it to a Super Regional, it all depends on the matchups, who you're playing, right? You never know at that point, all that stuff. But, like, if you make it to a Super, if you make it to a Super, with your pitching, you ought to make it to Omaha. You're telling me with, with Sanders, Hall, Mahoney, Hicks back there, Jerzenbeck back there ready to go, Becker, Austin, Eli Jones, you're telling me you can't win two out of three? Like, like that goes almost every weekend, too. Like, with the pitching you have, it's going to happen. We're going to lose a series. Like, it's going to happen. But your pitching alone makes me feel like you should expect to win two or three every weekend. I don't even give a damn who you're playing. South Carolina should expect to win the series every time out. Like, when you've got that pitching, you got the upper hand. Uh, Ray's says, Chris, that who would you fight answer was about Billy Napier. He's handled Stoops already. I, I think it was about Stoops, my guy. I, I, I do. I think it was about Stoops. I think it was about Stoops, personally. Let's see. Well, Stoops didn't say something else, but, you know, I I just, I doubt that, uh, you know, Beamer feels like a petty guy. Beamer feels like a petty guy. Beamer, to me, feels like the way Michael Jordan was. When when Jordan would, like, literally make up things to motivate himself, right? There's that story of Jordan. Somebody said something. It was like, oh, no, it never happened. I just made it up in my head to motivate myself. That, to me, is kind of what Shane Beamer does as well. That, that, that to me, it feels like 
Shane Beamer has that same type of thing. And I'm not saying that as a negative. Like, he's a he's a master motivator. He's a master motivator where he can get himself fired up. But when Shane Beamer gets petty, watch out. I mean, Shane Beamer gets petty. Like, like we know he does, right? And he makes his feelings <laughs> very well known, you know? So, I, I think it's Stoops, but uh, maybe it was Billy Napier. I don't know. Coleman Hall says, apologies if you answer this. Do you think the Gamecocks will win eight or more games in football as of right now? You're putting me on the spot, Coleman. Well, my way, my way too early expectations, or excuse me, my way too early predictions were nine and three. So, as of right now, I'd say yes. Now, my predictions are subject to change as we go into the summer, and I lock in officially my predictions in July. You know, we'll see what happens after spring ball. We'll see who you add from the portal, stuff like that. But – I feel confident in saying this is at minimum an eight-win team right now. I, I do. I, unless injuries hit you or some other things happen. Like, I, I think this is an eight-win team. I, I do. I really do. I, I do. Coleman Hall, do you think the run-the-ball mantra will force Beamer Loggins to call wasted run plays? Uh, I mean, Coleman, I think they want to run the ball. I mean, I, I do. I mean, Beamer said it over and over, and I don't think it's just – it's just, uh, you know, I don't think he's just saying it to say it. I, I think that, I think that they want to run the ball. I, I, I just do. I just do. Bottom line, I just do. I think they're going to want to run the ball. So, I don't think they're going to completely ditch running the ball. I mean, hopefully, to your point, they're not just wasting plays running the ball. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. But. Uh, Twenty-two years ago today is when Randy Johnson hit the bird. How about that? Remember that? Randy Johnson nailing that bird. Crazy, man. Crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see. Will says, I don't think our secondary is going to be bad. We had some young guys do great things in the bowl game. Our D-line is my concern. You know, Will, I, I mean, that's fair. I'm just really intrigued to see how. I'm intrigued to see how the secondary looks losing guys like Rush, Smith. You know, I mean, it's just a lot to replace. It's just a lot to replace. But the D-line's down. The, the, the edge is most certainly a concern. Flat out. Yeah, it's a concern. Eric Reese, player you loved watching most in the past five years. By the way, guys, that reminds me. Get this. <laughs> Seven years ago today, I saw this. Seven years ago today, Jake Bentley committed to South Carolina. Isn't that some craziness? Isn't that wild? Seven years ago today, Jake Bentley picked the Gamecocks. Isn't that something? Crazy, dude. Time flies, eh? Time flies when you're having fun. 
Let's see. Brewing Nation, the kid's supposed to be a senior in high school. <laughs> um, to answer your question, though, Eric, player I loved watching the most past five years. Mm, I, I say Debo was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, he really was. Um, I don't know. I'll go with Debo. I'll go with Debo. Anyways, guys, let's jump into one final break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you more your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 10 minutes or so here in the Daily Crow, taking your questions, comments, calls. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. We had a fantastic week here on TDC. Again, guys, like I mentioned, seven years ago to the date, Jake Bentley committed to South Carolina. And uh, for those of you who did not know, for those of you who did not know, I am blocked by both Jake Bentley and Bobby Bentley. So <laughs> there's your fun fact of the day. Have been blocked for quite some time, believe it or not. Here we go. Let's jump to the phone lines. From Savage Miller. What's up, Savage? What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's up? So I heard about um, fight um, game because I know that people are just going crazy about it. And I know South Carolina lost against Charlotte 49ers. And to be honest, it's clear because they're going to move on. And uh, lucky I stay. Had to focus and be in strong for team. And um, lucky you guys uh, today is Beckham Stone Day, and we're gonna be beating Missouri some ass at Southam. And I'm just here for it for to see it. So, what makes you think it's uh it's Becker Stone Day? Do you think Stone's gonna play tonight? Yeah, be- I mean Stone's gonna play great tonight. I was gonna be rooting for him and also Becker too. He's gonna. Do a great thing to be the biggest, um, best pitch of all time. And to be clear, I got, I got, I got food for the both of them. And to be honest, I got big, um, Becker and Stone for the the biggest, um, moment of, of, of all time. Mm. And again, this I know it's a game very, um, confusing, but I'm just saying, I'm just asking like the question, but. I know Stone has hit the first base from last season and this year. You know, I know he's going to hit the first this season, this season and I'm just here for it. And I got I to give this out to all those boys out there. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I got you, man. Yeah, I'm sure they'll make big contributions this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, I agree with you, Chris. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. You think the Cox will get it done against Mizzou? Um, Mizzou, well, I know Mizzou just sucks, and I know Mizzou Tigers all sucks as hell, but I know we just, I know our team just beat Mizzou against um, us. So, our last year's football season, it was easy. And um, I hope we can beat them tonight. And just in case that goes smoothly well, because I know. I know Mark Kingston, not gonna be petty about it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna root for I'm gonna root for them. Becker, 
I know Becca and Stone will be the great, greatest players of all time to beat Missouri tonight at 7. So I'm going to watch out on second network on the regular channel on business. Because they don't, they, they don't, they, they, they don't, well, they're not playing. They don't, they don't play at all because they're not playing about Missouri because they got great skills and they're stronger than ever. And um, I'm just thinking about what, what happens, what happens, what happens next to the season where it goes by faster and faster. And it's gonna it's gonna be all good and um yeah. not to be not to be on some awesome, I'm not 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 to be on some on some um, sneaky shit but not because I'm just saying I'm just acting like a boy for like not to be honest on some real shit I know Stone will be a call right, we, we gotta jump to this Take call right. we gotta jump to this call BDD what's up man you here to defend your honor. BDD. Oh, he was scared. Okay, he was scared. Okay, all right. Well, I don't know what just happened there. I don't know what just happened. BDD, I don't know what you scared, BDD. You didn't say anything when I said hello. I don't know. Call back in. Maybe the phone got messed up. I don't know. Either way. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what just happened there. Either way. Uh, apologies to Savage, but uh, we had to take that call. We had to take that call from Dale. Uh, I don't know what Dale's doing. I don't know what. Let's see. All right, let's try to get Dale on this time. Dale, are you there? Yeah, man. There he is. Okay. What are you saying? I'm scared for. I, I thought I yeah. thought you were. I thought you were just going quiet on me. I didn't know what happened. I thought Robbie got a hold of your phone. Man, or, or, you, or, a hold, or a hold of your neck, one way or the other. Good lord, you've been playing phone tag with me all night. Good lord. <laughs> And man, I didn't know you were even bilingual. Oh. What was that fellow before me talking? Uh, Portuguese? Uh, I I don't know. Uh, you understood him really good. I don't. I don't. I do my best, man. I do my best. That's impressive, man. That is impressive. I, but hey, anyway, man. I, look, I don't know what kind of show you promoting and talking about. You gonna solve a Robbie Davis one? But good lord, you know that. There's supposed to be a SpaceX launch this weekend. People are going to be looking up in the sky thinking, is Elon Musk? That's about to be Robert Davis's forehead flying through the atmosphere. That's all I'm saying. And you all here, you all here talking about making a bracket like I'm a 16 seed. You know I'm number one. You need to put Robbie Davis in the play-in game against Lady Bree. That's what you need to do. That's where he's at. <laughs> Lady Bree and Robbie Davis playing game for the for the sixteenth seed against DDD. Oh, that's where you need to put them. Oh, where's Lady Bree? Because if you're gonna make a bracket, your one seeds are gonna be me, and then my queen of this podcast and my wife, Rebecca's gonna be on a number one seed, and then you're gonna have. Oh well, I mean, good lord, everybody else drops off to like a three. But I guess if we had to put a one, we'd put. Let's put, let's put, uh, let's put, um, damn, I mean, you really ain't got that many good callers. That's what's sad, man. I mean, it's, golly, I mean, as a three seed, you're going to put, let's put, uh, Dalton in there, I guess, as a three seed, I guess. I mean, him over here taking a shot. Man, ain't nobody watching Tennessee basketball. There's more people up here in East Tennessee watching. The, the East Tennessee squirrel shoot, you know? We, we ain't worried about basketball this time. I mean, come on. There ain't no shot at me. 
But yeah, man, he's gonna make a bracket. But it's gonna be real quick. To see who the winner is. The number one overall, one overall seed is. I mean, I don't know what you've been doing, getting me on here like three times in ten days. I mean, that's impressive. I don't know what to say, man. I mean, I, it's just, I don't. I don't know what to say. It's funny how either, people man. like to run them out. I don't know what to say either, honestly. But Robbie said he'd drag your ass, so I don't know what to tell you. And Robbie better pray for forgiveness this tomorrow at church or Sunday, whatever the day is. It runs together when it's the weekend, you know. I'm out there just trying to double fist the diet coat, you know, shotgunning with Keith, and he's gonna talk about get him going about me again. He's saying I'm talking about him. <laughs> I ain't talking about him. Robbie versus Lady Bree in the play-in game. I, I love that. I, I don't know what has happened yeah. or where Lady Bree has gone, but uh, yeah, wild. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's that's the type of calls that you know should be at the play-in game. Robbie Davis and Lady Bree. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ain't no competition. Call that the Zaxby Playoff Challenge or something down there. That's what you can name that little series. They playing in a high school stadium while we up here playing in Coliseum. <sighs> Y'all are wild, man. I, I I love it. Hey, we're we're all no no we're all. Uh, I don't know. We're <laughs> what a time. I, I I'm I'm at a loss for What's words, wrong? Dale. What's wrong, man? Squirrel got you down. I, I mean, I'm come at, on. I'm at a loss for words, Dale. Y'all 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 just. Y'all keep the yucks coming. Y'all keep. Well, the let me ask coming. you this before you get off here, because I know it's about quitting time, and I'm almost out of minutes anyway. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Robbie Davis in, in person? I have. I have. Yeah, he'll, know, he'll he'll be at the Somerville tour event, by the way. What's he look like? I'm real honest, like it's just me and you on the phone. He's, 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 a, he's, like a, he's, a, handsome, he's a handsome young fellow. He, he is. Robbie's a good dude. Handsome young fellow. Soaking wet. What? Buck twenty five. What? <laughs> I don't. I don't know Robbie's measurables. I, I don't know his measurables. Uh, Robbie, Robbie's, a, Robbie's a stocky, strong kid. Yeah, he'd hold his own. Does he have fur on his chest? Let me ask that. Does he have what? Fur on his chest. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, like a, a he's, a, he's a man. He's a grown man. Yeah, yeah. All right. And still, his forehead be flying in space this weekend. You just wait. Y'all be watching for the news, thinking it's Elon Musk shooting rockets again. No, that's just Robbie Davis lifting off, blasting off again. All right, buddy. Well, you enjoy your weekend. Don't think about me. Good God, I ain't thinking about this show. You're going to piss me off taking Robbie Davis' side. Middle-aged man with a bullet talking. You better be glad I love you. That's it. That's it. Yeah, hope you and Rebecca have a great weekend. All right. We are, man. We're going fishing. I love that. All right, buddy. Diddy out. Diddy out. What a way to end it. What a way to end it. By the way, guys, it's it's all in uh it's all in good fun. Um, nobody's fighting anybody. We love Robbie Davis. I, I just I, you know sometimes people aren't in on the joke, so I I, I want to make it clear we're not promoting any sort of violence here. But uh, wow, the caller's just unreal. 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 I don't know. Uh, anyways, guys, hey, we have hit 2 o'clock. What a way to close the show. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Uh, stay tuned on the content. Of course, this weekend, huge weekend in Gamecock Sports. South Carolina baseball to get on Mizzou, the women's basketball team in the Sweet 16, and the Elite 8. Uh, stay tuned for all of the details as we navigate through the weekend. Guys, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have, have a great weekend. Go Cox. Beat UCLA. Beat Mizzou. And we will talk to you all on Monday.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.